0: Let's open our Bibles to the book of Nehemiah, chapter 2, and the fifth verse. It is always good to read the book of Nehemiah. If you have time, read the entire book of Nehemiah. It will bring a lot of stability and assurance and faith into your life. And more than you can experience uh, the unprecedented favor of God. Hallelujah. The book of Nehemiah, chapter 2, and the fifth verse. Please read it.
1: And I said to the king, if it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight... I ask that you send me to Judah To the city of my father's tombs That I may rebuild it
0: Amen And I said to the king If it please the king If thy servant Have found favor in that sight thy would, That thou would send me to Judah unto the city of my father's sepulchers That I may build it Tonight we title the word Favor will give me whatever I ask Hallelujah. Favor will give me whatever I ask Nehemiah is saying, if I found favor in my sight. King. He was speaking to the king. Hallelujah. Oh, for a privilege tonight. When the favor hits you. Some of you are going to see who you are going to stand before and speak to tonight. Hallelujah. Your shift, your status. Oh, your audience is going to change. That's the spirit of the living God. Your audience is about to change. <laughs> Woo! The audience is about to change in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I oh, I feel that anointing, okay. I'll open your mouth and declare, my audience is about to change. My audience is in business, in workplaces, in the day-to-day life, come on. Hallelujah, my company is about to change, hallelujah. I'm going to have some rich company, some influential company, hallelujah. Glory to God that I can go up to, hallelujah. Praise God, hallelujah. The odds are going to turn for you, not against you anymore, hallelujah, hmm. Such so an impartation night tonight. Oh, glory to God. When you take the context of the scripture, Nehemiah is a cupbearer in the king's court. When you study the scripture in the first chapter, it begins with the scripture points that a few Jews and one of his brother came to the place he was. It was about 900 miles from Jerusalem. Nehemiah was inquiring. How the city is and how God's people are. And the brethren were telling that the city is broken. We are in great shame. We cannot even raise our heads up. We are reproached. We are afflicted. We are put down. What a news to hear? And the Bible says hearing that, Nehemiah sits down and starts crying. What was the problem of Nehemiah? For everyone has a problem of some challenge. But here Nehemiah was sitting and crying See why was he crying Because he himself had the great privilege To be a comparator to the king When he is looking at his life I mean he is in a good place A prosperous place I mean He can say I'm favoured I'm standing before the king Every day It was almost like he was a personal secretary Or a chief assistant to the king Just not overseeing you know whether the king is have, eat the food? Whether the king has eaten the food or not? I mean, that was not just Nehemiah's uh, job. He was there in the day-to-day affairs of the king and his palace. He was there to take care of the entire process inside the palace right from the time the grapes are plucked and to it goes through the process till it reaches the cup i mean he was overseeing it he was a person attended he was there with the king he had a good relationship with the king he had so much access to the king sometimes you know we have drivers and drivers are so nice they just drive the car but sometimes there are other drivers who carry the luggage sometimes you know when you're tired they open the door They come with you to wherever you want. I mean, they are there to help you. And you literally begin to share with that person what you need. I mean, you have an extra uh, liking for that person. Because the person is open to help you. Nehemiah was like that. The richest and the most powerful nation on earth on that time. And Nehemiah had the privilege of the Kaber to the most powerful king when you understand the Bible he came from a noble family because the Bible says Nehemiah's brother himself has traveled for 900 miles to reach to Nehemiah I mean those days if you were not from a good family from a fluent from a wealthy family you did not have such kind of money to travel and come to Jerusalem I mean from Jerusalem to where Nehemiah was was almost a three-month journey. If you're not rich, it's not possible. You needed horses. You needed wealth, money to make a travel like that. So what was Nehemiah's problem? Nehemiah seems to, I mean he doesn't, if you naturally look at it, he does not have any problem. He had a position and a privilege and a status in life and he was in pretty good place. But look at Nehemiah. It was not about his high paying job. It was about the people's problem. Nehemiah's problem was his people's problem. Most of the pastors will say their problem is not their problem, their problem is the people's problem. Most of the time, their sleep and their energy is tied to the people's problem that comes through the messages and On a mundane basis, on a daily basis that comes and haunts them. They have that burden that carries it. You're concerned about someone and burdened. You're overwhelmed by the needs of someone else's problems. You're overwhelmed by the needs of what other people are going through and you're seeing them on a daily basis Nehemiah was not even living in Jerusalem but the Bible says the background is Nehemiah was not living in Jerusalem Jerusalem was captured by the Babylonians when they invaded Jerusalem slaves were taken to Jerusalem I mean from the temple slaves were taken from Jerusalem and the temple was destroyed Nehemiah family would have been taken as slaves they lost glory on the days of I mean they lost the glory of God on the days of Solomon and David now the Jerusalem walls are broken down the place is broken down Nehemiah was actually born in exile he would not have been I mean he would have taken away long time before the walls were broken down so Nehemiah might be a generation after Daniel he might not have even seen jerusalem later slaves were allowed to go back to jerusalem and restore their homes and business and they were allowed to start functioning but one of the things that the walls around jerusalem was never restored for 78 years they were trying to restore jerusalem and they were not able to try to restore it why the walls were not allowed to restore be back because it was not like a compound wall. The walls of Israel were their protection. As long as the walls were broken down, the enemy always had an access. The enemy always could taunt them, scare them because the walls were their protection. So here we see the walls are broken down 70, 80 years since no change. Hallelujah. You can be destroyed anytime. One of the reasons people were Jeru- jealous about Jerusalem was the security of that the walls gave them. That's why they did not allow Jerusalem to come back again. Because they knew if the Jerusalem walls come back again, I mean this place is going to prosper. To make sure that they kept in that shabby state. They kept them in that broken state. So much so that the people were mocking Jerusalem and the Israelites and making fun they would have said you know you got your business built the homes built but no use we can attack you anytime you want how many of you have taunting voices like that on one side you are seeing a little bit of things coming up prospering but they're always and the enemy is saying I can destroy you anytime you want hallelujah let me tell you the devil is a liar in this case you don't know what the enemy can do because the city is open you can be destroyed anytime you don't even have the wall around you you don't have any protection they can be defeated anytime there's nobody to protect them i mean they are saying you think you are big but you're nothing you can be brought down anytime now nehemiah's problem was not his problem. It was about the concern of the city of God. It was about the concern of God's city. His problem was the problem God had. He connected with the problem of God that God's people are broken. God's city walls are broken. What will I do? Hallelujah. God's burden came into his heart and that brought him to his tears. How many of you are tonight where God's problem because your problem, God's burden because your burden, God's people, becomes your people that's what a shift will come to your ministry a shift will come to your prayer life tonight a shift is coming upon the way you see things uh, eye salve is coming on your eyes to see as you ought to see though, hallelujah the veil is being broken down and your prayer life are going to take into another jump altogether because you need to have time to carry the burden of the Lord a 5 minute 10 minute prayer will not help you to carry the burden of the Lord God is raising people up in the church to carry the Godhead of the Lord, and to see the walls of church, the walls of Jerusalem built up for the glory of Jesus Christ. If you're one of them, lift your hands and say, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank
1: you,
0: Jesus. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Many pastors are not discouraged because. You know, many pastors are not discouraged. You know, they're not discouraged because people come or people not come. They're discouraged because the people are only concerned about themselves. Sometimes it's not the number of people who come or who do not come that matters. The fact of the matter, people are not concerned. Concerned about themselves tonight may the grace of God help us tonight Philippians 2 Paul was writing everybody is concerned about their own state of affairs but Timothy like a son is concerned for me everyone is concerned about their ministry their affairs their life they pray they come to church and they listen to a message for themselves They even give because they want to be blessed. Not because of the house of God has to be built or the work of God has to go on and the people of God needs to be taken care. They want to be blessed so they give. From scripture they understand if we give we are blessed but the concern, the care it's not there. But God is raising up a generation tonight beyond that. There's an anointing beyond that, there is a level beyond that when we are concerned for God's kingdom and God's church and God's people, they will stand at the gap and they will cry as a watchman, hallelujah, praying, hallelujah, on the gate of God, in the gate of the house of God, between the arch and the altar, hallelujah, between the porch and the altar and bring their prayers before God in prayer for God's people. They have a supplication. They have a request beyond their need, beyond their time. They go beyond everything to bring prayers before God. not to tell a show showcase your talents and to say how good I am but to say Lord if I would give a little bit of my voice if I give a little bit of my time if it helps to build up the church if it helps to touch some one more person it will help hallelujah Or the pastor to reach out to more souls I am here Lord I am here I want the church to be built Lord Tonight, God is releasing a burden upon somebody. God is releasing certain Nehemiahs tonight. In the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. May that be your portion. May God supernaturally touch you tonight. If you are feeling a burden, who is watching tonight, you might not have been even in the front line of the church or ministry, but God is releasing that burden to whomsoever who is asking the Lord, who is lifting their hands tonight. God is releasing that burden tonight. We ask you forgiveness for the times we were only of about ourselves, Lord. We pray that the change to come, Lord, tonight in our hearts, in our lives. Let it not be about ourselves, Lord. Let, Let it be about the church, the house of God. Oh, let it not run and go to ruins let the wall be built again let the walls be restored back again let Nehemiahs rise again let people with correct motives rise again we want to see the work of God established we want to see the blessing of God moving upon God's people troubled by the shame and the reproach that is happening upon God's servants and God's people and God's house. This is not just about the local church but about the churches in India and the churches across the world. People are being persecuted and how many of us are concerned? How many of you? How many of us wants to do something about it tonight? It is not about just coming together, singing few songs on the stage, eating a chicken burger or a cutlet and going back home. That's not what ministry is about. Ministry is about standing in the gap. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord and catching at the burden of the Lord in the place where you are and bringing that prayer before the presence of the Lord and groaning. concerned and he sat and he cried. Look at Nehemiah chapter 1 and fourth verse. and the Bible says and it came to pass when I heard these words I sat down and wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. He was concerned about them. He was asking them in the beginning of the ministry you know. He, I mean he was concerned about it and he said Lord what can I do Lord? I'm available Lord. In the beginning of the ministry, people would come and ask, what should I do for the for the Lord? What should I do? Today, people say, I'm available or I'm not available. I <laughs> I'm available this week, but I'm not available next week. Praise God. If you're not available, God will raise somebody else because the church of God has to move. You better be available for your sake, for the church's sake. For If you have a burden of the Lord, never say I'm not available. That is not our portion. That is not our genes. That is not Hallelujah. What? Hallelujah. I've invested in your life. That's not what pastor has taught me. Hallelujah. Available. Hallelujah. When God calls you. Hallelujah. There is nobody more important. Hallelujah. Come on. Raise up your children like that. Raise up your next generation. Raise up the Youngest youngsters in the church, church, through your example, all those who are watching in the ministry for a long time, never say I am not available. Faithful. God is looking for a fast generation. Faithful, available, submissive, teachable. <laughs> When Hamaya heard and understood about the situation, he sat and he wept. He was reacting to the news. He cried. We may ask why did he cry? Did something happen to him? Did something happen to him so quick that you know his mood changed? He was not like somebody you know who just cried for the sake of crying, eh, just to show everybody. It's not it's not a superficial sorrow it's a godly sorrow it's a feeling that he felt what God felt it's 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 not a tear that came while ministering on the stage and left it's not a tear that came on a Friday night and forgot about it on Sunday morning or evening it's a persistent sorrow it's a compassionate sorrow it's an available sorrow Lord if you need me I'm here because usually this man is a bold guy he's not a crying guy he's a serious person he's not even a person who sit and cry for everything here he is crying because of his love for God's people. Love for God's city. He was crying and praying for his great love. Deep love. He was not born there. He has not even seen Jerusalem. Tonight, somebody who is watching my service, you might not even be a part of the church, but there is a burden God is giving you. Take it. God might be raising up to pray for the churches. God is praying for to raise up. Hallelujah. The men of God that you're watching tonight. Hallelujah. God might be raising. Hallelujah. Take that burden tonight. You are a part of what God is doing tonight. God has laborers. God has Hallelujah. Raising up his secret soldiers. Hallelujah. Praise God. Might be for a season God is hiding you, but God will bring it to you open tonight. Hallelujah. Some of you might be just tuned into the church. Hallelujah. Praise God. Tune into this message. Hallelujah. But tonight, hallelujah. Say, Lord, I want to. I feel that burden. I feel that touch. Raise up people, Lord. Give us that burden. Give us that burden. Give us, give us, give us, give us. The book of Haggai, the Bible says people were planting their own houses, own vineyards. Chapter 1, the Bible says there were holes in their pockets. Whatever they're coming was going through another way because they were so concerned about themselves and never wanted to build the house of God. We don't want holes. I told the Lord other day, Lord, we don't want holes in our pockets we want to establish the kingdom of God there is nothing more important than you Lord would you lift your hands and say Lord give that oh hallelujah ah, desire back for Zion hallelujah to favor Zion hallelujah even the dust of it hallelujah thank you Jesus thank you Jesus There are a lot of people who are concerned about everything and everybody but they're not really concerned. They want information. They might come and ask you many things. It is information to pass. There are monitoring spirits. They're monitoring what you are doing, where you are going, who you are parking with, who you are talking with, what you are doing. That's not burden. That's monitoring. That's antenna. There are every, every church, there are antennas. BBC. Some is local level, Asian. It. Some are international level, BBC. Some are CNN. Hallelujah. Always finding faults. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I'm just taking a few examples, that's all. ask you for, you know, in a very concerned manner. But it's just for the sake of asking. They don't even pray for you. They say, we'll pray. We'll pray. It's a style that we have it. You know, in our mobile phones, you know. We'll pray. But we're not even concerned to pray. Hallelujah. They ask you simply. There are people who will say I love Jesus. But there are another group of people who say, I love Jesus, but I hate his followers. Hallelujah. That is also useless. If you love Jesus, you will love his church, his servants, his followers. Look at 1 John chapter 4 and the 20th
1: verse. If someone says I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother whom he has seen, how can he love God whom he has not seen? Amen. This is written by the one who sat
0: at the sat next to Jesus, sat at the heart of Jesus, the breast of Jesus, the one who was most closest and mostly followed with the Lord, and said, "If you love, if you say that you love God and does not love his brother, says you are a liar. If you hate your brother, you are a liar." So basically, he's saying hallelujah. If you say, I love Jesus, but these guys, you know, in the church, I mean, these, I mean, you don't care for the church. I mean, you are lying. You don't love God. If you say, I love God, but there are corrupt and immoral people and bad people and liars in the church. I've seen people over years who have said all these things and did the same thing, what they said. You judge somebody, you fall into it. The sure test whether you love Jesus is how you love your brother and his church. How much zeal, how much zeal and concern, how much you are zeal and concern for the church. Whether you are really real tested how genuinely you are concerned. In Luke 9, when Jesus saw the city of Jerusalem, he cried. He cried, the Bible says, "Oh Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to gather you like a mother hen gathers his chicks. But you do not know the time of my visitation. The word cried there in Greek words he cried loudly, "Oh Jerusalem! Oh, Jerusalem! He cried. He wept loudly. Nehemiah is a shadow of Jesus in the New Testament who is crying over Jerusalem. That's godly sorrow. We believe in the joy of the Spirit. We laugh in the Spirit. We make noise in the Spirit. But there is a place for godly sorrow. It is not simply crying. It's not about, oh, You you, you, didn't, your umbrella did not open, so you felt bad. I mean, you have something you believe did not come come to pass, so you cry. It's not that kind of crying. It's not about after fasting for 11 days, my breakthrough did not come, just the opposite came. That's not that kind of crying. He's concerned about the well being of the church. Come on somebody tonight how many of you are watching me are concerned for the well-being of the church after lockdown how many people have you tried to reach out the people you did not see in your cell groups the people who did not see in the kids ministry the people you did not see uh, attending and watching one of the services how many of you have made the time and the effort to call them and to pray for them and to fast for them reach out to them some of you are uh, praise god god bless you but some of you are simply sitting hallelujah praise god and complaining hallelujah about so many things Hallelujah. I mean, if you call somebody and reach out to them in prayer, in love, you won't get Corona. It is officially said that Corona will not flow flow through the phone. Malayalam retreat is coming. The English retreat is on the YouTube. How many of you reached out? I mean, I know people who have watched from America got saved. How many of you want your loved ones, you just told them, your friends, to just watch one of the service, I mean, retreats by uh, Pastor Joe Santanam and to, you know, get saved? If, you, if you're if you not an evangelist, at least bring them in front of an evangelist who has the anointing to save souls. How many of you did e- digital evangelization use your Facebook and your Instagram for all the other Lousy things how many of you are posting the day to day uh, services on the online some of us will only post you know someone says pastor never called us so we won't post it it is not about you it's about taking the word it's not about me it's about seeing people saved concern for the body of Christ It takes more than a pastor to see a home built, a house built. It was not just Nehemiah. He had a group of people who had that same burden. They called the laborers. Day and night, standing at the gap. Hallelujah. And to protect the house, protect the building. Hallelujah. Or do you think that it will be built in 52 days? Hallelujah. If it was only Nehemiah, the miracle happened because there were a group of people who caught the burden of the Lord. concerned about their well-being when the people came and told him the state of Jerusalem Nehemiah did not immediately go to the king even though he had access to the king he sat and cried and you might be thinking he had such access to the king he could have immediately gone and told king you know I need help but why did he cry there is a reason behind it when you read Ezra chapter 4 you will find verse 11 and 12 it is the same king who passed the letter saying the city and the city wall should not be built so how do you go before a king who has already given the decree to destroy it and tell them now restore it that's why he sat there and cried look at Ezra chapter 4 11 and 12
2: from your servants, the men of the region beyond the river and so forth. Let it be known to the king that the Jews who came up from came up from you have come to us at Jerusalem and are building the rebellious and evil city and are finishing its walls and repairing the foundations.
0: Amen. The people who are envious are writing to the king saying that the people are rebellious and they want to build a wall around Jerusalem and was 13.
2: Let it now be known to the king that if this city is built and the walls completed, they will not pay tax, tribute or custom and the king's treasury will be diminished. In other
0: words, they're saying they will bring more harm.
2: Verse 15. That search may be made in the book of the records of your fathers and you you will find in the books of the records and know that this city is a rebellious city, harmful to kings and provinces and that they have enticed sedition within the city in former times, for which cause the city was destroyed.
0: The city will rebel
2: against you and hurt you even more. And I 419. And I gave the command and a search has been made and it was found that this city in former times have revolted against kings and rebellion and sedition have been fro- fostered in it. Verse 21. Now give the command to make these men cease That this city may not be built Until the command is given by me
0: Amen The king himself passed the decree That the city shall not be built People who are jealous are writing these letters Today also Nehemiah cannot even go to the king and say That the walls needs to be built because the same king said it shall not be built in the Old Testament when Joseph was in prison he was a cupbearer there was, no, no, not Joseph there was a cupbearer in prison who had a dream but why was he in prison he was also a cupbearer to the king because the king was offended by the cupbearer just an offense and he ended up in jail so if a king does not like you even a cabaret so close, so influential, can immediately get into jail. I mean, you cannot offend the king. Your head will go. So Nehemiah knew about this. Nehemiah knew he cannot go inside just because he know the king. You cannot just do go and say something. You can end up in jail. If you offend the king, you might end up in jail. Sometimes we think people who are in position can do things for us but actually you don't know the pressure that they carry. Nehemiah is carrying a pressure. So Nehemiah is praying in Nehemiah chapter 2 verses 5 to 11. What kind of people will find prayer? Read it. Nehemiah chapter 2 verses 5 to 11.
1: Then I said to the king, "If it pleases the king, and if your servant has found favor in your sight, I ask that you send me to Judah, to the city of my father's tombs, that I may rebuild it." Then the king said to me, the queen also sitting beside him, "How long will your journey be? When will you return?" So it pleased the king to send me, and I set him a time. Furthermore, I said to the king, "If it pleases the king, let letters be given to me, for the governors of the region beyond the river." and that they must permit me to pass through till I come to Judah, and a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, and that he must give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel, which pertains to the temple, for the city wall, and for the house that I will occupy. And the king granted them to me according to the good hand of my God upon me. Then I went to the governors in the region beyond the river and gave them the king's letters. Now the king had sent captains of the army and horsemen with me. When Sanballat the Horonite and Tobiah the Ammonite official heard of it, they were deeply disturbed that a man had, to come, had come to seek the well-being of the children of Israel. So I came to Jerusalem and was there three days. Then I arose in the night And I A few men with me I told no one What my what my God Had put in my heart To do at Jerusalem Nor was there any animal with me Except the one on which I rode
0: Amen, Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah Look at Nehemiah This is the reason Nehemiah prayed He was concerned and he sat down And lay down and knelt and prayed Look at his prayer Now he understood The reason Why he knew That only prayer could answer We all pray, we all believe in prayer But what did Nehemiah pray Nehemiah could have just sat there Nehemiah could have just sat there Nehemiah could have just sat there and said What is this my concern? You know I can Make them understand that this is not My concern I can I have a a Reason to say that I don't need to go I have an explanation I can just say that I mean I will sit you know in the seat in, 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 In Babylon but I'm not going to Jerusalem He could have just said that He could have just said The king made the rule what can I do? I would like to help you. I'm concerned. But this thing I cannot do. You know, the king has given the order. He could have said all that. But he believed in prayer. When you cannot do something, he knew that God could do something. Come on. Hallelujah. He knew that God could do something. How many of you believe tonight you might not be able to do something, but God could do something. That's where you come to your knees and pray, Lord, there is nothing that I cannot do, Lord. There is nothing that I can't do anymore. I mean, there is something that you can do, Lord. That's hallelujah when the prayer shall rise. Hallelujah. Power from within you. It's a moment. The Holy Spirit will get into your prayer. The heaven will get interested in your prayer. The angels will say, oh, suddenly give your attention to your prayer. Nehemiah knelt down and prayed. When you cannot do anything about your situation and there is a decree against your life, when people are against you and there is nothing you can do, remember the power of prayer remember the power of intercession. remember the power of fasting remember the power of clapping your hands remember the power of rising up hallelujah early in the morning and take authority over the principalities authorities and dominions hallelujah stamp the devil under your feet kick him out of your place and say the lord thy god is with me Some of you are sitting and watching my home Instead of complaining, know the power of prayer Instead of looking at how low Lower that you are Hallelujah See what an awesome power Awesome God is sitting up above If you pray, your prayer will rise There's power in prayer When I do not know, Paul said, what to pray. The Spirit himself makes intercession through groanings which I don't understand. If you kneel down in the presence of God, God is able to reverse what is written against you. Hallelujah. And he's about to change the law and make things in favor of you. Even tonight, that's what is going to happen. He will reverse things, hallelujah, that is against you. The decree that is against you. The laws that are against you. And he will favor you tonight. And will make things turn in favor for you tonight. In the name of the Lord. Shout out Jesus. There's power in the name of the Lord. this wonderful working power in prayer the Lord is stirring up a spirit of supplication hallelujah according to Zechariah chapter 12 there's a spirit of supplication God is raising your heart to supply to have to supplicate before God you ever prayed the easiest thing is to be afraid and worried, it's a common trap it comes as a reflux for many of us if you're concerned about something, you will get worried if you don't bring it up in prayer that's, that's a common trap worried so much that you cannot even kneel down look at Philippians chapter 4, 6 to 8, we know the scripture be careful but nothing be careful look at two people and say be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication everything 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 in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your request be made known to god look at what nehemiah did in nehemiah chapter 1 and the fourth verse and it came to pass when i heard these words that i sat down and i wept and mourned certain days and fasted and prayed before the god of heaven for some days he fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. He prayed in Nehemiah 2, he prayed for some days, the Bible says. Bible, scholar, Bible scholars believe it is three to four months. Why? Because in Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 1, the words of Nehemiah, son of Hekailah, Hekailiah, that it came to pass in the manda, Shisloh, the 20th year, as I was Sushan, the palace, Sushan, the palace, the month of Kislam is the month of November. The Khanda month of Cheslo, the month of Kislam is the month of November. The month of November. So he started praying in the month of November. but look at chapter two and verse one and keep to pass in the month of Nisan, the 20th year of Artisirish, the king, that wine was before him. Then I took the wine and gave it to the king. Now I had not been before time sad in his presence. So the month of Nisan is month of March. So from the month of Cheslo, November to the month of Nisan, March from November to March, three to four months he sat, cried, prayed, fasted for four months. Some Bible scholars believe some uh, you know, people believe that when you pray, at least by four months, your prayer will be answered. Hallelujah. Wherever you are, ask God to build your prayer life. Build your prayer life. It's not about short, small whispers or dying, Amen, and men's. Someone types in a group chat no, and amen. I I'm not against all that. But that's not what prayer is about. I mean, everybody does that. And then you feel discouraged when something happens. But that's not what prayer is. Pastor, spiritual father used to make him read through the prayers of every man of God and woman of God. Most powerful is the prayer of Jesus himself in the New Testament. Hallelujah. He would ask him to have one scripture burning every day in your heart, in his heart. He used to make them study and read through those scriptures every day. You know, get up at 2 o'clock at night and pray and go through the scriptures. Yes. Four things in the prayer of Nehemiah. God is giving some of the, you know, some of you, you know, you're waking up night and you're thinking, why I'm losing sleep? Know that God is raising up to burden of prayer. Don't waste time looking at your phone and going back to sleep. God is raising you up for a purpose. I would tell you one practical thing. If you get up in the morning, don't look at that mobile phone. Mobile phone will connect you to the problems of the world. But before you are getting connected to the mundane, mundane things of the world, be connected to the heaven in prayer. Praise God. And when you get back after prayer and look at those phones and those phones that could have worried, you will not be worried anymore. It will be a normal message. But I'm giving you a wisdom key. Never get up in the morning and look into your phone for spend some time four things in prayer of nehemiah number one nehemiah chapter one verse five he prayed with the sense of god's greatness can you read some, Can you read somebody one fifth verse
2: and i said i pray lord god of heaven o great and awesome god you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments.
0: Oh, Lord God of heaven. Oh, great and awesome God. Open your mouth and say, God is a great and an awesome God.
2: God is a great and awesome
0: Hallelujah. God. Don't think that your problem is great. Sometimes we are faced with problems, health, financial, especially, you know, in, the, in these crisis. You think that your problem is too great. You might go with them. You know, you know. You might think your problem is the greatest problem, but look at Nehemiah's prayer. You are a great God when you got you, you, you're worshiping a great God, your problem is a small thing. You are a great God, and my problem is small. When you say you are a great God, an awesome God, your problem becomes small, it loses its poison, it loses its venom. Hallelujah! It bows before the God, its face changes. Hallelujah! From a, a threatening. Thing to a hallelujah, submitted, hallelujah. Thing under your feet, hallelujah. Because the great and awesome God today is living inside of you. Great to receive that is in you, that He that is in the world, hallelujah! Glory to God. Tonight, may you have the sense of God's greatness, may your problem seem small in the midst of God's greatness. When Nehemiah was praying in his mind, it is not the greatness of his problem, the greatness of God. He could have even said he has a great friend, a great king. But no, his approach in prayer is is awesome in power. My God who is awesome, God. That's the song that we sung in the beginning. Oh God, awesome in power. Oh God, faithful and true. Oh. No. if you have the revelation of his greatness let us not see the size of the giants or the size of the walls of Jericho let us not see the giants of the land or the problems of the, and the bad news that is in front of us let us see the greatness of God let us sing the greatness of God let this be the song in the month of November before it's going to end and we move into December let this be the song of your mouth Let be the morning song hallelujah that you rise up saying oh God awesome in power oh God faithful and true oh God you are my and pray we can pray all through your life and God's will still be smaller than he is if you don't have this revelation that He's higher than the heavens he cannot be t- contained in the temple of the four walls it's one touch is enough to deliver you tonight it's bigger tonight's even one touch may your diseases be cured in the name of the Lord May your diseases be arrested in the name of the Lord. May your skin diseases be arrested in the name of Jesus. tonight. hallelujah. May the itching on your skin leave in the name of the Lord. Rebuke it tonight in the name of the Lord. Every irritation over your, hallelujah. Mm, Skin, especially tonight, I rebuke it tonight. A fruit, hallelujah, by its hallelujah roots and a command. To leave tonight in the name of the Lord, certain scars over your body be healed tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah! We give you praise, we give you glory. If you are one of those, put your hands together, receive your supernatural healing tonight in the name of the Lord. Oh, take it! Hallelujah. hallelujah. One cheer, I sat the malade, and she made a tail cheer that cree girl. One cheer, I the malade, and she made a tail the Amen Once you see the awesomeness and greatness of God Even if you have a great death tonight You will have the faith that the earth is the lord and all the fullness of him cattle on the thousand hills belongs to the lord one cattle released from that mountain is enough to save you out of that death tonight let the costly one cattle be sent out across into your life it is going to come without any block or hindrance let it enter into your life tonight maybe through a hallelujah call from your boss maybe from a call from your company somebody watching from america may you get that personal call hallelujah from the job that you're looking from in the name of the lord may the doors be opened hallelujah how may the corridors of power and influence be opened over your life tonight in the name of the lord the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Some people only have the sense of the Persian king's greatness and the problem's greatness, but Nehemiah had the revelation of the greatness of the awesome God and the mighty God. Over 500 billion planets are there, but every single person on earth, he can give a planet minimum. That's awesome, God. We serve. Lift your hands and say, My Jesus is mighty. There is nobody greater than Jesus. That's what he sang in the There is nobody greater than the Lord. Hallelujah. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Oh, Jesus. We use the word awesome. Awesome match. Awesome cake. There is only one who is awesome. All inspiring is the meaning. That is our God. All inspiring. Hallelujah. I think Psalm 134 says, The Lord is there is forgiveness, and He's all inspiring. Hallelujah. I'm not belittling your problems. We all problems begin small. Some of us are going through the worst problems of your life. But in all these, if you have the perspective of the greatness of God, that is how prayer begins. Number two, look at Nehemiah's prayer. now. Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 6.
2: Please let me, let your ears be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant which I pray before you now day and night for the children of Israel, your servants, and confess the sins of the children of Israel which we have sinned against you both my father's house and I have sinned.
0: He is admitting his fault, second thing about Nehemiah's prayer. When you look through the Bible there is not a place where Nehemiah has sinned. But he can be say, you know, I'm quite righteous there's no glaring faults that we can find some of us find in every everyone and every else but seldom you know admits our own faults nehemiah the way he's praying he sees the awesomeness of god and look, look to himself and say lord i'm sorry lord I'm sorry for my sins and the, my father's sins but for your mercy lord years back of those newspapers had a question what is wrong with this world today you send your answers Was the you know a little bit of a little underwriting and says please send your answers and looking at this ad one person called GK Chesterton a great man of God I mean a great man Wrote and it was very interesting. He said, Dear sir, I am. Your sincerely, GK Chesterton. That's right. We are looking whose fault it is. He got the answer, I am. Jacob said, I am, Jacob. I am. Look at Nehemiah. He admitted his fault. Sometimes I feel this one scripture people understand is the difference between revival, order, restoration. Nehemiah chapter 1 8, third thing. About his prayer remember I beseech thee that the word thou commandest thy servant Moses saying if you transgress I will scatter you abroad among the nations remember I beseech thee the word that you spoken through your Moses he prayed God's word back to God look at two people and say pray God's word back to God if you need to see the blessing of God you need to quote the scriptures back to God and pray He knew his Bible. Even though he had only five books to read in the Old Testament, he knew his Bible. He did not forget the word of God. He wrote so that he did not forget. Some of us are writing books and books. Are you going back and reading it? Can you make it a point that every day when you're morning? some of you say, Pastor, I don't know how to pray. I don't have time to pray. Can you do this? Every day, go through one teaching on the favor. Just go through it. It will only take 20 minutes. And get few scriptures and keep declaring it all through the day and see what will happen. Amen. When we study the book of Nehemiah, seven times he prayed this way. I remember your word. He was quoting the scriptures. The Lord says, "Put me into remembrance. Put me, my word." Number four, the fourth thing about Nehemiah's prayer, Nehemiah chapter one and the eleventh verse. Can you read? Please?
1: Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant and to the prayer of your servants who desire to fear your name. And let your servant prosper this day, I pray, and grant him mercy in the sight of this man. For I was the king's cupbearer.
0: One version uses the word instead of prosper, it uses the word favor. He petitioned specifically for favor. Four things in the prayer of Nehemiah in the second chapter. He was asking for favor before the king bible says we'll have favor with god and we will have favor with man Amen. we have favor with god because of the finished work of jesus christ we don't have to earn it we receive by grace hallelujah that's the foundation hallelujah even with favor with kings and authorities laws are replaced or changed for your benefit when you beseech the presence of God and ask, ask specifically for this favor in the second chapter he's coming before the king after three to four months of prayer and king is looking at him and senses that his body language is not the same he does not usually come before me uh, with sad face you Now he's looking sad the man was usually happy but now he's looking a little upset And the whole world is happy, you know. This one man, is a little grumpy. Some of us are like that, isn't it? Some of us are always grumpy. The only time we smile is when pastor asks you to look at somebody and smile. This guy was always happy. So much so, King was surprised that his face is sad asked why are you sad i sense that something is wrong and then he goes on to say nehemiah 2 2-4 wherefore the king said unto me why is thy countenance sad seeing thou art not sick this is something else but sorrow of heart then i was very sore afraid and said to the king let the king live forever why should not my countenance be sad when the city the place of my father's sepulchers light waste and gates thereof are consumed with fire then the king said unto me for what thou, thou make for what dost thou make request? So I prayed to the God of heaven. So I prayed to the God of heaven. In the first prayer, it's a long prayer. He's standing before the king and asking what his request. He says, "Lord, help him boldly and tactfully speak this matter of heaven." He's he, he is. First thing he did was he made his prayer to the God of the heaven. We always make it our last prayer. We usually speak before we ask God and we make some mistakes and then we go back to correct it. He start his prayer after speaking with God. So he start his discussion in a correct manner, in a wise manner. that grace and blessing. His very reflex was to pray at that moment and ask to God before he said something. Nehemiah has trained his life in such a way that, you know, for, ask God first. He trained to speak to God first. We need to train our children like that. Even, you know, pastor was saying, we need to train our children to ask God first and then to parents. If they want to buy something, tell them, ask God teach them even from a young age. Ask Jesus. They'll have that thing. And king asked for a request. You know, you cannot say, I go and pray. He already finished three more months. But he was clear about it. He said, I will speak to the Lord first before the king. Come on. Hallelujah. Look at what Nehemiah. We need to be favored like Nehemiah. We need to learn to pray like Nehemiah. Look at Nehemiah chapter 5. 1 and verse 5. Four things that are here in that prayer. Nehemiah chapter 1 and 5. And I said to, unto the king, if it pleased the king, and if thy servant have found favor in thy side, that thou would send me to Judah, unto the city of my father's sepulchers that I may build it. Four things are there in that prayer. Number one, to reverse the decree which you previously said. He says, I want to build that again. The king said, I will not build it. It shall not be built unless it comes back through me. So he's saying, I want to reverse that king. To reverse the decree which you previously said. Number two, he's asking for leave from his job. He was a cup bearer. He was asking for leave. It's not one day. He should have travel three months that side and three months this side. He took only 52 days to build that which took minimum 70 to 80 years. In initially to build up, it took 70 to 80 years. Now he built it in 52 days. Look, look at the miracle. 52 days there's a church in India where that will seat one lakh people which was built in 52 days it's possible even tonight today so nearly a year he's asking leave in this case hallelujah nearly a year number three said I wanted to make it an official trip he wanted paid leave paid leave that's called the force of favor you are doing what God tells you to do and you are asking king for paid leave wow praise God not know what he's sitting in the force of favor is all around him king loves his cup bear so much he does not you know want to let go he's asking when are you coming back when are you coming back nehemiah 5 14 fourth thing that happened in that prayer can you read please
1: moreover From the time that I was appointed to be their governor,
0: that's enough. King actually made him the governor of the land of Judah and sent him. That's favor. When you make bold prayers before the King of kings and the Lord of lords, when you have boldness in your prayers, you will have privileges and positions way beyond what you have right now. Tonight, let that be a change. Hallelujah. That will come upon your prayers. Boldness to your prayers. Boldness to your prayers and see God does things for you may that happen for you favor has filled that room hallelujah the favor oxygen came the king said okay, 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 okay hallelujah can you imagine and I end with this Nehemiah 2.6 can you read please
2: then the king said to me the queen also sitting beside him how long will your journey be and when will you return so it pleased the king to send me and i set him a time
0: nehemiah went to the king and the queen was also with him it is said that the kings will be the best when the queen is next to him the man behaved best before the women favor will give you that's what i'm coming the topic favor will give you whatever i ask how much you can ask to god the king of kings and the lord of Lords, jesus favor will cause Natural and to change favor will cause to bring into your life whatever you ask god's favor will give you open your mouth and say god's favor will give me whatever i ask in jesus name amen if you believe lift your hands i pray the holy spirit clap, clap your hands hallelujah jesus if it is healing may it be so if it is breakthrough may it be so family salvation may it be so financial deliverance may it be so supernatural breakthrough may it be so favored like nehemiah may it be so supernatural prayer may it be so bold prayers may it be so in the name of jesus 52 miracles may it be so in the name of the lord hallelujah glory to god paid leave may it be so in the name of jesus hallelujah we give you praise we give you glory we give you honor. in the name of jesus lord Stand before the kings, be it be so, in the name of the Lord. Greater is he that is in you, that he that is in the world, we say a great and awesome God. May your eyes be open, may your understanding be open, may you have the revelation of the awesomeness of God. May the God of heaven prosper you in your journey. May the God of heaven be with you tonight. May the God of heaven, oh, back you up in the name of the Lord. In the name of Jesus tonight. May the topias of your life be shut up in the name of the Lord hope paraba sandara gadagada hattara mudara valasiya ishuvin adhikarathina namathi prarthikunu vidave oh swargathile deiva kanana varra prathire kekkame karthave abba father listen to the prayer that is made on this altar tonight in the name of the lord everyone who is watching me everyone who is making a prayer karthave kannadagalle arthave let your eyes be open let your ears be attentive bring them out of the pit
1: lord
0: Jesus Moses in Exodus thirty-three seventeen said the same prayer, and the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken. For thou hast found grace in my sight. I knew you by name. God is telling Moses the very thing you asked, I will do because of God's my favor. Favor will give you. Leave for a purpose god's kingdom favor will give you access safe passage protection to jerusalem bible says king gave him a letter now nobody stops him tonight as you hear that nobody stop you for god's work for god's purpose every barrier hallelujah be broken down may you have a safe passage in the name of the lord some of you watching tonight even the baby that is about to come through your womb tonight, I pray for a safe passage, for a healthy living baby to come out in the full time in the name of the Lord and nine month baby to come out through a safe passage in the blood name of Jesus tonight. You will not have a miscarriage. You will not have a dead baby coming out. Healthy, we are full. How a nine-month-year-old baby, come out. The same passage tonight. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Victory by the blood of Jesus. Not one of them, hallelujah, will be feeble in the name of the Lord. Strong babies. Tonight. Nehemiah 2.8 And the letter unto Asap. the keeper of king's forest that he may give him a timber to make beams for the gates of the palace. Can you read that? Nehemiah chapter two eight. if you've gotten it.
1: And a letter to Asaph, the keeper of the king's forest, that he must give me timber to make beams for the gates of the citadel which pertains to the temple, for the city wall and for the house that I will occupy. And the king granted them to me according to the good hand of my God upon me. The king granted me according to the good hand of my God upon me. Favor
0: Give, gave him the funds for the project. Provision for the building walls to be built for Jerusalem. Also provision for his house. Tonight, let there be a favor that will come upon you to build your own house tonight. Somebody who is listening, if you keep God's house first, let me tell you. Listen to me carefully. If you keep God's house first. Your house will be built in the name of the Lord. Amen. Oh, we receive it tonight in the name of the Lord. Oh, hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Lift your hand and say, favor me like
1: Nehemiah.
0: Hallelujah. Tonight, let's close our eyes in prayer. God wants you to show you favor tonight. He wants you to grow up spiritually like that, In maturity, like Nehemiah.